Hi, you're listening to Koldodi Messianic Congregation's weekly podcast. Join us in person for our weekly Shabbat services every Saturday at 11 a.m. We meet at 3534 West End Avenue in Nashville, Tennessee. For more information, visit our website at koldodi.org or follow us on Facebook and watch us live at facebook.com forward slash Nashville. And now, here's Rabbi Ken's latest message. Turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 29 and 30, if you would. Father, we just pray you open our eyes to behold wonderful things from your word. Continue to speak to us, Lord, as you already have during that worship. Lord, we thank you so much for this amazing time of worship. We're in your presence. We look forward to being together, Lord, with all our loved ones that have gone on to be with you and, and with those that are here now that know you and those that will come to know you in the Messianic kingdom and beyond. Lord, and we thank you for this picture that we have in even this today's passage of the future, Lord, of what will be happening as well, a little picture, a little glimpse uh, of it. So open our eyes. Gal enai ba'avita niflaot metoratecha b'shem Yeshua. Amen. Open our eyes. Behold wonderful things from your word. B'shem Yeshua. Amen. Amen. We pray. Deuteronomy 29.9. Let's start there in the beginning of the parsha. You are standing today, all of you, before Adonai, your God. And he mentions a whole list of different groups of people, the heads of your tribes, the elders, officials, men of Israel, your children, your wives, outsider within your camp. This is where the uh, name of the parsha comes from, from this very verse, Nitzavim, standing. And you're standing, Atem, Nitzavim Hayom, today. And Jewish people, needless to say, today, all over the world are wondering where we stand, where they stand with God as we approach Rosh Hashanah tomorrow and Yom Kippur then, 10 days, Day of Atonement, 10 days after that. So be sensitive to that. Jewish people, your Jewish friends, all over uh, and are wondering, you know, where do we stand? Where do I stand with God during this time of year? You know, as this is the time when you know, we pray, may God write you in the name of his book. This is a time to be praying for our friends and for our family members. And will Yeshua return in the month of Tishri, which begins with, the, with Yom Teru, with the Rosh Hashanah? Will he return during this time? Many believe the great shofar will sound and the Sefer HaChaim, the Book of Life, will be opened for the Day of Judgment, Yom Hadin, the Day of Judgment. And will he return during that, that month? Well, very likely, very possibly, whether it's this year or another, but on that, you know, that very time of year. Now, in chapter 30, uh, uh, this is an amazing passage, and according to Rashi, the great you know, Rabbi Rashi, it takes place during the future Messianic times. Uh, the Yamim Ba'amim, the coming days, the times when the Messiah will be here, and we believe, of course, the Messiah will, did come, but he'll be returning. And so it's that coming, that return. 
this is the time. But a lot of it, there's an overlap. So let's look at it. It says, now when all these things come on you, when it says, v'haya ki yavu elecha, when it shall come to pass, haya shall come to pass, when it shall come upon you, kol ha-devarim, all the things upon, then it says upon you, habracha kalala, the blessing and the curse. All right? When all these things, not if, but when all these things come on you, the blessing. God knows everything that's going to happen to you, doesn't he? He knows everything that's going to happen. He knew way back when what was going to transpire last year, the next year. God knows. I mean, that's a comfort to know. He knows. He declares in Isaiah 46.10 the end from the very beginning. God declares the end. He knows it all. He knows that Israel, in this case, he says, all that's going to come upon the blessing and the... I wish it was just the blessing. I would have liked to say, I would wish God could just say, when all these things come upon you, just the blessing that I've set before you. And this is referring to chapter 28, uh, the blessing. But thank God there's a chapter 30 here because chapter 28 and 29 goes into the curse and the curse is much longer than the blessing. Much longer. I think it's like four-fifths uh, compared to one-fifth of the blessing. Thank God there's chapter 30 of what we see here. He says, and you take them to heart. You literally shuv again. You remember them. You, you, you return to them in your mind. All the nations where Adonai has banished you and you return to Adonai, your God, and listen to his voice. God knows the future. He sees it all. When all these things come on you, I like the... Uh, you know, the, the complete Jewish Bible translates Isaiah 46.10, at the beginning I announce the end, proclaim it in advance things not yet done, and I say that my plan will hold, I will do everything I please to do. But God knows that we seem to only learn through our mistakes sometimes and our unwise choices. Israel is going to choose against the Lord, to, to go away from the Lord, right? And not only the blessings, but the the blessing, but the curse too. And tragedy is our, a lot of our history, unfortunately. However, thank God it does end well. Thank God there is a good ending. And this is what we're reading here in chapter 30. God knows, uh, you know, I wish we only had to go through the blessings, but there's, there's difficulty too. He says, when, not if, ki, not im, ki, not im. You will experience the blessing and the curse in the land, and then outside of it, you will take these things to heart in the diaspora. That's the outside of the land, the scattering. You will return to Adonai. You will. God says you will, and you will listen to his voice. God says that's going to happen. And you return. Vishavta in verse 2. You return. You return to the Lord. And then he says, look at verse Two, he says, and you return to Adonai your God and listen to his voice according to all that I command you and you and your children with all your heart, with all your soul. Then Adonai your God will bring you back from captivity and have compassion on you. And he will return and gather you from all the peoples where Adonai your God has scattered you. All. Even if you are outcasts, are at the, even if your outcasts are at the end of the heavens, from there, this is amazing in the Hebrew, the, the word plays, the, the way the letters are, from there, from there, Misham, Adonai your God will gather you 
And from there, Misham, from there, as far, as far, as far, as far, he will bring you. He will bring you into the land your fathers possessed, and you will possess it, and he will do you good and multiply you more than your fathers. Also, then he'll circumcise your heart and the heart of your descendants to love him. So, Israel will return to the Lord. There's no question mark about it. Israel not only will return to the land of Israel, and it's happened in our time, and it's still happening, but Israel will return to the Lord, our God. It's not a question mark. It's a a period. It will happen. It's an absolute statement of fact. Shuv, the word shuv, return, it's used seven different times, seven different ways in verses 1 through 10 in this passage. And the rabbinic doctrine of teshuva, repentance, later developed to replace the priestly practice of kaporah, atonement. Now for us, as Messianic believers, Jewish and Gentile believers, for us it doesn't replace it, but it accompanies it. And it's based upon it. It's based upon Yeshua's sacrifice, right? All right, so very important distinction. It's based upon that final, once-for-all, book of Hebrews, one-time, good-forever sacrifice of Yeshua. That's it. Finished work, John 19.30. I don't know if I'm saying the Greek right, telestai or tetelestai. It is finished. It's done. It, when he said he cried from the cross. And it's, but it starts, to, uh, the shuv, teshuva, with a decision to return. And the word in Hebrew, shuv, it really means not just to return, but it means to move backwards, to move backwards. But we move backwards in order to go forwards. You have to go backwards sometimes in order to go forwards. That's what it really means in, in, in Hebrew. And so he says, you will turn, you will shuv from your captivity. And the word captivity is shavut, shavut. Same word. Veshav Adonai Elohecha et Shvutcha. And he'll return and gather you from the peoples where the Lord your God has scattered you. So Shuv is three times here in verses 2 and 3. And it's the turning around of the Hebrew letters in the word for captivity. So God, think of it, God reverses our situation. He turns it around. He turns around our situation. Shuv and Shvu. He turns a curse into a blessing. He gives us beauty for ashes. Amen is right. I love Hosea 2.17 and Joel 2.25. He, he turns the valley of trouble, the valley of Achor, into a door of hope. And he restores to us the years that the locust has eaten. Amen. Verse 4 says, even if your outcasts are at the end of the heavens, as bad as the situation can be, as bleak as the picture looks, as horrible as it looks, from there, I love Misham, let's say Misham. Misham, from there, as bleak as it looks, from there, God says, no problem, no problem. I've told this story, I haven't told it in a long time, when I was chaplain on a mission ship, went in the Caribbean, and... and uh, we had this Korean brother, Ed Kim, a veterinarian, 
And he kept telling people, he said, he, we were doing, it was a medical mission, so he's going to be working on people. And he said, don't tell people, just say Dr. Kim, don't tell them I'm a veterinary. <laughs> I went to Roatan in Honduras and Haiti and then Roatan. But every time uh, this guy was only a believer like a couple of years in the Lord, every time that ship, that Norwegian ship built for the cold weather would break down and we had to sleep every night on the top of the ship on just a piece of, you know, styrofoam or whatever, you know, because uh, it was so hot. And every time that ship would break down and we're, people are starting to panic and, and he'd go, no problem, no problem. You know, and I said, thank you. You're such a strength to me. No problem. So, no problem. Well, God says, no problem. God says, no problem. Even if, even if in verse four, your outcasts are at the ends of the heavens, in the furthest heavens. It's Sahashamayim, the furthest heavens. Furthest heavens, God says, from there the Lord will gather you. He never gives up on us. He promised it for Israel, and he's fulfilling it, and he promises it for every one of us. So Misham, Umisham, from there and from there, and if, if, Misham, too hard, it's too hard, it's too difficult, seems too remote. God says, no, it's not too, not too hard for me. The end of the heavens, from there I'll gather you. Heavens, Shemaim, there, Sham, even there, plays on the Hebrew words. It's in the Hebrew that's so beautiful. From the ends and gather the letters juxtaposed, uh, even, the, even in, the, in the letters, God's saying, I turn everything around for my for, to reveal my, my grace, my power, my glory. God reaches as far as he needs to and turns everything around in order to restore Israel and to restore you in whatever your situation is. Psalm 139 says, where can I go? David says, where can I go from your spirit, from your ruach? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell and show, look, you're there too. I thought I could get away from you in this dark place. I thought I could run from God and get away in a dark, sinful place maybe even. You're there. You don't let me go. If I take the wings of the dawn and settle on the other side of the sea, even there your hand will lead me and your right hand will lay hold on me. If I say, surely darkness covers me, Night keeps light at a distance from me. Even darkness is not dark for you, and night is as bright as day. Darkness and light are alike. God says, it's not a problem for me. I'm not intimidated by it. I'm not threatened by it. Some, some believers think certain sin, you know, sin that God is so, you know, like he can't handle it. Listen. God became, Messiah became sin for us. He became, I don't care how horrible the sin is, he became it on the tree, on the cross, on the tree, on the execution stake. He became sin for us so that we could be cleansed from it, free from it, have a new life from it, be purified, pure and made whole from it. Thank God. The blood of Yeshua washing us from, from all sin he has washed us from his blood in, in Revelation 1.5 and loosed us, freed us. <clears throat> How far is too far? At what point in Jewish history 
does God say, it's time to switch people groups. These people are too far gone and for too long. He didn't. So I put it this way. You knew it. You blew it. So you went through it. Now I'll do it. (laughs) Watch what I do in verse 6. God says in verse 6, Also, Adonai, your God, will circumcise your heart to love Adonai, your God, with all your heart. A surgical, supernatural work. And it's permanent, folks. It's permanent. What God does, he does forever. Actually, that's a good verse. Ecclesiastes 3.14, what the Lord does, he does forever. It's a permanent work. His work is forever. He seals us forever, by the way, in Ephesians 1.13 and 4.30. I don't believe he can ever lose his. Yeshua says, of all that came to me, I have lost none. You know, uh, he doesn't lose us if we, once we belong to him. He seals us at, at, until the day of redemption, Ephesians 4.30. We are his. And he says, it's a permanent thing. It's this circumcision of the heart, a sensitive, gives us a sensitive heart to him. No barriers, no hindrances. Able to be, we're, it's our heart that's able to be totally responsive to him. Uh, the Rabban, Nachmanides, 13 centuries, he says, in the messianic age, the heart would no lo- will no longer covet or desire sin. That's a neat thought. I like that thought. Humanity, he says, this is a quote from him, humanity will return at that time to what it, what it was like what he was like before the sin of Adam, who naturally did what should be done and did not have in, in his mind to do something and its opposite. Interesting. Interesting thought. The messianic age, when Yeshua returns. For I will take you from among the nations, says Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 24 reading from verse 24. For I will take you from among the nations. Here's what God promises for Israel. He's doing it in our time and will continue. I will take you from among the nations, gather you out of all the countries and bring you back to your own land. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean from all your uncleanness and from all your idols. Moreover, I will give you a new heart, a lev chadash or chadashad. I will put a new spirit, ruach chadashad, Within you, I will remove the stony heart from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit, my ruach, within you. Then I will, there's a picture of the new, there's the new covenant, Brit Hadashah, Jeremiah 31, 31 through 34. I will put my spirit within you. Then I will cause you, I love that, I will cause you to walk in my laws, in my statutes, in my laws, because it's not in our power, it's his power so that you will keep my rulings and do them. Then you will live in the land that I gave to your fathers. You will be my people, and I will be your God. So I will save you from your uncleanness, verse 29. Verse 31, then you, when you remember your evil ways, you'll be, dis- be disgusted with yourself because of your iniquities, your abominations. Verse 32, he says, not for your sakes will I do this, Lord. Not for your sakes, for, but for my sake, he says. He goes on in verses 24 through 32. A lev chadash, a new heart, the ruach hadashah, and a new spirit in verse 26. He'll remove the lev ha'even, a stony heart, the stony heart, from your flesh, 
And he says, I'll give you a heart of flesh, a lev vaser. Are we a hard people as a Jewish people? You know, God says, we can, we can be hard, you know. And God says, I'm going to make you sensitive, tender. Under the new covenant, we're given a sensitive heart to God, quick to repent, sensitive to his voice, whether that voice is reproving me of sin or whether it's directing me, giving me direction. Here's, this is the way, walk in it, sensitive to it, sensitive. That's the circumcision of the heart. I will put my ruach, my ruchi, my ruach, ruchi, my, within you, verse 27 says, then I will cause you to walk in my rules and my judgments. You'll keep them and you'll, you'll do, keep and do them. I'll cause you. I'll do it. Galatians 5.16, but I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. The flesh here is not a positive, tender heart, but the sinful nature in contrast and opposed to the new spiritual nature. Walk by the Spirit so you won't carry out sin desires of the old nature, the sin nature. Uh, sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, Romans 8, 3. And as a sin offering, he condemned sin in the flesh so that the requirement of the Torah might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh. This is, again, flesh, my power, my sin, the sin, but uh, sin nature, if you would call it that. But according to the ruach, according to the power of the spirit. 1 Thessalonians 2.13, when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but as truly is the word of God, which does its work in you who believe. The word we receive with meekness, James 1.21, that word, implanted word, it does its work. It empowers us through the power of the, the word and the spirit. Ephesians 6.17, the word and the spirit. Sword of the spirit, the word of God. Sword of the word and the spirit working together. But it does its work, 1 Thessalonians. Thessalonians 2.13. It does its work. Or for the one Philippians 2.13, when he says in 2.12, work out your own salvation. For it is God who works in you both to will and to work of his good pleasure. It's God who gives you the will and the doing. He does the, gives you the desire and the power. God, the will and to work for his good pleasure. It's all his power. So Israel in the last days, it says in Hosea, the prophet Hosea says in verse chapter 5, 15 and 6, 1, he says, I will return to my place till they realize their guilt in their distress. They will seek me and beg for my favor. It's one translation. In our distress, calling upon the Lord. And then in 6, 1 goes into the confession. Come, or, or the call, come, let us return to Adonai, for he has torn. Now there, here's the confession. He is torn, but he will heal us. He has smitten, but he will bind us up. What a beautiful passage for Israel. I love this passage. After two days, he'll revive us. On the third day, he'll raise us up that we will live and will live in his presence. And so let us know, let us press on to know, strive to know the Lord. Like the dawn, his going forth is certain. He'll come to us like the rain, like the latter rain watering the earth. 1 Peter 5, 8 through 11, he says, Stay alert. Watch out. Your adversary, the devil, prowls about like a roaring lion searching for someone to devour. So stand up against him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kind of suffering are being laid upon your brothers and sisters throughout the world. It's happening, happens to, happening to everyone else as well to, that are following the Lord, that are loving the Lord, 
that are called to follow the Lord. So you're not alone in it. You're not alone. Realize the, the, the battle that's going on. And here's the, here's the thing I want you to hear. Verses, uh, I think it's verse 10 and 11. After, 1 Peter 5, 10 and 11. After you have suffered a little while, after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace who has called you into his eternal glory in Messiah. He's called you. Will himself do what? Restore, support, strengthen, and establish you. All power to him forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'll take that. How about you? Let's take that, let's each take that, let's take it together, let's take it. 1 Peter 5, verses 10 and 11. Lord, it's true for Israel. We thank you for what you're doing in Israel in these days for our people, returning to the land and the return to you. This passage happening today in the land, we thank you. We thank you, Father, for your fulfilling your word, Lord. We thank you for... for what's going to happen in the future that you're returning, Lord, and it could be during this, it's going to be sometime probably during this season. We thank you. Maybe it's going to be this season, this Yom Teruah. Maybe, Lord, maybe. Who knows, Lord? We're going to hear the shofar blast. Looking forward to hearing it tomorrow here in the synagogue, Lord, and, and synagogues throughout the world. And maybe either it's, you're coming back, and we're looking forward to the reunion together, Lord. Uh, Lord, with young and old and those that have gone on and the, and the heroes of faith and heroines of faith of years and millennials past and all the people, Lord, we're looking forward to being with you and being together and, and glorifying you for, and, and who knows what you have planned for us, Lord. Eyes have not seen, neither has ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that you have prepared for those that love you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're so looking forward to it. But we're looking forward to serving you here while we have time, Lord, while the, the days are shortening, Lord. We're looking for the, as the, 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 the days are shortening even now, Lord, we're looking forward to serving you more, to sounding the shofar blast to others, Lord, and helping them come into the, into the house, into the ark, Lord, of safety, and, and be saved, Lord, from the, from the judgment to come, Lord. So help us sound that shofar. Help us to, Lord, to... Uh, to bring others to know you, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for your restorative power. We thank you, Lord, that you know that you knew ahead of time all that would happen. You knew it all, Lord, and you predicted it. You prophesied it. You said that there'd be the blessing, that we would experience the blessing and the curse, Lord. You said that we would experience the good things and the tough things, the tough times as well, Lord. And, uh, and that we'd make good choices and we'd make bad choices, Lord. You knew it would happen, Lord. We stumble, but you pick us up, and you never give up on us. Nothing's too hard for you. Nothing's far beyond you. Nothing was un, uncalculated from your vantage point, Lord. You didn't, nothing surprised you, Lord, at all. Nothing took you by surprise, and we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you, and we count upon that, Lord. We count upon and thank you for your promises, which are all yes and amen in Messiah Yeshua. We bless you. We thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, and if you've never trusted Yeshua, you're listening today, Call whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, shall be delivered. Say, Yeshua, I want to receive you. Lord God, I 
when I receive you, I thank you for dying for my sins on the tree, on the cross, for, give, for paying for my sins, becoming sin for me, and thank you for loving me in my sin, in my condition, Lord. Accept me, Lord. Forgive me. Wash me. Make me brand new today. If you're praying that prayer, pray with someone right here after service. If you're here physically, if you're not here, or if you're watching online, write us. We'll help you in any way we can. And we thank you and praise you. The Lord blesses you and keeps you. The Lord makes his face to shine upon you and is gracious unto you. The Lord bestows favor upon you and gives you his peace. Amen. B'Shem Yeshua. Amen.